I ran upon this quote by Nadia Boatsweber. You guys know I love her uh, writing. That said, resurrection, especially in among the least likely people, that would probably be us, and in the least likely places, is the way that God redeems even the biggest messes that we make. Isn't that good news? Mm-hmm. It reminded me a bit of the story we shared last week of Jesus recall, recalling and reclaiming Peter, help him, helping him to reconcile the denial he made of Jesus. Resurrection, it happens. Over and over and over again, it happens when we allow the Spirit to move into our lives. When we are open to that which is bigger than ourselves, there is the potential to experience wonder and delight. And when that happens, those ordinary moments in our lives become something extraordinary. Extraordinary. When we allow it to happen. When we allow it to happen, you know, sometimes we find ourselves like Hagar, who suddenly, in the midst of her desert wandering, realizes that God hears, God sees, God is present, even when you're a woman and even when you're outcast. Or like Moses, who was just out tending those smelly old sheep in his father-in-law's camp, when out of the corner of his eye, he noticed that little bush that had caught on fire. And it was different than anything he had ever experienced before. And before he knew it, Moses was taking his shoes off because God was in the flame. And that bush didn't burn up. Perhaps Easter moments come like they did with Samuel who was sleeping in the temple and was awakened because he was hearing somebody yell, Samuel, Samuel. Someone or something bigger than himself was calling him in the darkness. Friends, Easter, it comes. I know I said it last week, but I believe it is big enough. It's a big enough part of our story that perhaps we should preach Easter resurrection every Sunday instead of on that high, sacred, holy day that we call Easter. Because after all, resurrection is our story. We're resurrection people. Or we want to be, don't we? Mm -hmm. Last Sunday, I met a new friend for coffee. She had visited Bluegrass a few times, and we met to just get to know each other. We both like to talk, and we both like to talk deep. It was a, it was a great visit. Um, but as we started talking, we started talking about the story uh, of Jesus appearing on the disciples from the sermon and the fish. And a memory of a previous question caused Peter to recognize the risen Jesus on the, crop, on the beach. During our coffee time, we shared some stories. And I was most honored when Alexis asked if she might read me something that she had recently written. It was powerful. And as I sat at the table listening with my eyes closed, I experienced the power of her writing. You see, it was not her writing that I was feeling. It was the gift God had given her. 
I experienced God in a mystical moment. And I've thought about her words all week long. And I asked her to share them with us this Sunday. So Alexis, if you want to come forward, I'm really thankful you're willing to be vulnerable with us. And as she comes to read, I want you to listen to it as I listen to it. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to hear the words. I want you to feel the God that was behind the words that she birthed. So let's close our eyes and take these words in and let them simmer. The title of this poem is called Wake, Woke. When I'm awake, my eyes work, but am I seeing? I'm awake, but it don't mean I'm woke. When I'm awake, my ears work, but am I hearing? When I'm awake, it don't mean I'm woke. When I'm awake, my brain works, but is it engaged? When I'm awake, it don't mean I'm woke. When I'm awake, my heart works, but is it open? When I'm awake, it don't mean I'm woke. Being woke means I'm witness, I'm curious, I'm inquisitive, I'm listening, I'm hearing, I'm informed, I'm aware, I'm kind, I'm forgiving, I'm leading with love, I am woke. My eyes are open, I see, I am woke. My ears are open, I hear, I am woke. My brain is open, I engage, I am woke. My heart is open, I love, I am woke. When I'm awake, it don't mean I'm woke. I wanna be woke. I am woke, I am woke, I am woke. Woke, woke, woke. Thank you, Alexis. You may open your eyes now. This writing simmered with me all week long. I want to be woke, not awake. Woke to the wonder of the mystery. Woke to the energy of God. Woke to experience resurrection from everything that entombs me. I want to be woke to the amazing sight of wonder, to the amazing moments when the spirit grabs me, grabs us, changes us. I want to be woke. Don't you? As I listened for guidance with the scripture for this Sunday sermon, I found myself drawn to the story of our faith found in Luke 24 about two men on the road to a place called Emmaus, a little village outside of Jerusalem, about seven miles. And the sermon started to simmer. And as it happens, Kenny, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have no idea why I select a sermon other than it calls me. I've learned to trust that process. Doesn't mean I don't wrestle with it, but I've learned to trust it. 
As I often say, it is important to know the rest of the story when pulling any scripture out for discussion. So hold on tight while we catch up for this week's. It was the third day and Jesus was missing from the tomb. These two had hung out among the disciples. They knew the story, but they were on the road to Emmaus. They were leaving Jerusalem. I imagine what it was like, what that conversation was like. You know, when we get with friends, we have to rehash all that stuff. You know what happened, don't you? I can imagine it. It appears that they were talking about the death of Jesus. And they were aware that the tomb was empty because the story picks up right after the woman had found the tomb empty and had gone and told the disciples, he's not there. That tomb is empty. Our story picks up with these two people. One was named Cleopas. The other was nameless. Could have been Kenny or Timmy or Rodney. We don't know. They were walking to a village about seven miles outside Jerusalem, just walking and talking. Two guys on the road. And of course, they were talking about what had just happened, remembering what had happened to Jesus. When suddenly, in the midst of trauma and sadness, in the middle of two friends talking on a dusty road after a hard week, there comes the risen Lord. And being human, just like us, they were too caught up in reliving their story to recognize who the stranger was. And so we find them recapping the story of Jesus and what happened in Jerusalem to Jesus. They didn't recognize him. Makes me wonder how often that happens to us. In the middle of our stuff, in the middle of our story, we go on walking and talking, moving on to the next thing, too caught up into what has been to see what's present right in front of us. How often does it happen? Do we miss the cosmic Christ on the road in our daily life? How often do we miss that bush burning over to the side? How often do we miss that bucket of cold water that somebody's offering us to drink? by God who's standing right in front of us. How often do we wake up in the middle of the night hearing something call our name and we turn over and start snoring again and shut the alarm off? Do you ever wonder how often we miss him? Miss the resurrected Christ walking right beside us. I want to be woke. These men actually recap the story of Jesus to Jesus. How embarrassing would that be later on? Let me tell you about this man named Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I didn't recognize you. Conversation on the road. Well, we thought he was the one. Nope, they crucified him. But this morning, our women, they went to that tomb, and they came back, and it really confused us because the tomb was empty. They didn't find a body. What do you think happened? I suspect if I had been Jesus, I would have done one of those exasperated eye rolls like I do when my camera's off during my Zoom meetings. 
but instead, Jesus was present. And he started quoting scripture that reinforced who he was, but they still didn't get it. And as darkness began to fall, the guy stopped to eat. Jesus pretended like he was going to go on. I think Jesus really wasn't going to go on. He was waiting for an invitation. And the two men finally said, hey, stay and eat with us. And Jesus did. And they were sitting at the table. And Jesus took that ordinary bread. He blessed it. And he broke it. And suddenly, as the bread crumbs flew, as they were sitting in the table at the end of a long journey, it happened. They moved from awake to woke, for they recognized him. Woke they were, and just like that, the moment ends. Jesus is gone, and they're sitting there with the bread, leaving them to process it. But they were woke. Woke to the power of resurrection. Woke to the extraordinary in the mid middle of an ordinary walk. Woke to the spirit and dust and friends who encounter the mystery of God. On a walk toward a town called Emmaus. Woke. I don't know about anybody in this room besides me. I just want to be awoke. I don't want to be awake. I mean, they were awake as they walked, but they missed a whole lot, didn't they? In the breaking of the ordinary bread. An extraordinary moment, a mystical moment, an encounter with the Spirit, a moment of resurrection. And they were woke. This week after I decided that Luke 24 would be where the sermon came from, I met another friend for coffee. It was at one of my favorite spots, Third Street Coffee, and that's not a commercial, but it is a great place to meet. They always have lots of color hanging around, and you know, I get caught up in visuals, and I was walking along the shelves waiting for my coffee and looking at keychains and uh, socks that has things written on them that you shouldn't talk about in church. And I started thumbing through packages of tea leaves. Now, I am not a tea drinker. And right there in front of me was a reminder from my conversation with Alexis on Sunday. A tea entitled, Woke As, and there was a word that I'm not going to say in church, and you know it was bad for me not to say it. <laughs> woke As, and I started laughing out loud right there in the middle of the coffee shop. And I took a picture, and I sent it to Alexis. And all I said was, I want to be woke today. We sent a few texts back to each other, and she said to me, I think there's a sermon in that somewhere. I said, oh, don't you dare me. <laughs> and before I knew it, she had double-dogged me. So I had to dare her back. Will you share that writing with Bluegrass? She said, you don't even have to dare me. I think she knew it was a gift from God. And a sermon started birthing in the midst of Easter season, in the midst of coffee and new friendships and daily journeys, and somewhere in the tale, a birthing of a sermon started to happen.
we all have an encounter or two with the resurrected Christ. You cannot deny it. I wonder if I caught every glimmer of that this week because I encountered a lot of those moments this week, mystical moments of the holy, just jumping out and say, saying, catch this now. Look at that tea over there. It doesn't matter if you don't drink tea. Just look at it. Friends, the story, our story of Easter is to be lived. That's what makes us special. We don't have to be in the tomb. We don't have to let the world tell us who we're going to be. Because the Creator has already called us into being to be something. Our story is to be experienced over and over and over again. We are called to live a life of resurrection because that is the power of our story. Resurrection happens. It does. And each of us has the potential to experience it time after time after time and then another time. You see, Christ comes. He visits us breaks a little bread, shares a cup of coffee. Question is, are we woke enough to know who he is? Are we? On a road, in a coffee shop, standing at the edge of the ocean, watching the sun come up, handing a tip out at a drag show, having a filet sandwich on the beach or at the McDonald's. This wonder, this spirit, this something so much bigger than ourselves moves right up next to us. All at the same time, that's amazing, isn't it? Rubs up against us, whispers in our ear, here I am, hold my hand, I'm right here. right here on this dusty road with you. I'm walking beside you. I'm breaking bread with you. I'm breaking bread with you all day long. Perhaps it is there in the stranger who says the right word. It is there in the hug for someone who just touches us in the right way and breaks that chain that somebody else has wrapped around us to bind us up. It's in the drag queen dancing. It's in the child laughing. It is in the flower popping its petals to the sun. Perhaps it's just that whisper to the girl who doesn't drink tea. Look in the tea box. I double dog dare you. Friends, I don't know about you, but I want to be more than awake. I want the mystical moments when I recognize the Spirit, touch the Spirit, have a cup of coffee with the Spirit, and I want to be changed by that wonder of it all. Resurrection. I want to be woke. Do you? Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.